Welcome back to the Bushnell Project. John Bushnell here, just trying to encourage everybody, especially men out there that are trying to fulfill the role of being a biblical man, being a biblical husband, maybe even being a biblical father. Um, so for you married men out there that are trying to be followers of Jesus Christ and in those areas, this is a good place to come for the common guy that wants to think practically and think biblically and apply logic, use our brains, use our hearts, feed our soul with God's word. And so I want to encourage you guys. These are some crazy times. I've been trying to write down thoughts about what's the what are some of the key purposes for us men and for us to stay focused on those things and you know, as I've I've lived long enough now, and uh, I'm a grandfather, and so just thinking about this, guys, and just speaking from my heart, really tonight about where we are as a church, and I see so many people and these philosophies of, hey, you know, there was a season when I did that, or yeah, my family was a part of that, but we're about this now, and it's we are. We are not engaging in the battle. We have to understand there is a fight. There is a battle. And it's, it's, a, it's a battle for righteousness and for truth and to win souls for eternity. And I think about it this way. You know, let's say you were in real estate. Let's say you and your family were in real estate. And you start to do pretty good. And for 10 years, you really just, you're working the system. You're working it. You're networking. You're making contacts. It's a lot of phone calls, a lot of no's and staying connected and being motivated and you start to gain customers you know, but then also one day it's like, you know, you you, ah, I've had enough, I want to disengage from this and do something else well the reason why you wouldn't do that, let's say you were making good money you wouldn't do that because then you would stop making good money, right? and so the reason why I think a lot of Christians disengage is they get into it for something they get out of it without realizing the eternal aspects of it. So, for instance, and we're, if you're saved by the blood of Jesus Christ, you're saved now and forever. And there's a time a million years from now where you still need the grace of God. We will never not need the grace of God. We will never deserve what we get. There'll be those in hell, they will deserve what they get. Those of us in heaven, we don't get what we deserve. And so we will always need that grace. And so whatever it is that we're doing today for the Lord as unto the Lord, because we love God and we're falling more in love with God, those are the things that really, really matter. But today, we have such a culture of laziness or uh, maybe it's the me, the narcissism. We want to disengage and, and we don't have good examples of good biblical marriages and couples engaging with couples, husbands and wives being there for other husbands and wives, for other men to see what does it look like to love and cherish your wife. Because often we'll see our pastors alone and not with their wife. Or we'll see our pastors who are fathers not with their children. Not engaged in ministry with their kids. Engaging people as a family. Engaging people as a couple. 
that's a winning formula. And we don't have it in the church anymore, unless it's one of the health, wealth, and prosperity churches. And then they've, they're doing it, but they're doing it for all the wrong reasons. And, and they probably are, in fact, making a lot of money. Uh, so I want to I want to address something, and this is going to probably be a little bit long because I want to talk about seven key things I think that we as men really need to focus on. And when we don't, we lose. And I want to grab it out of Psalms chapter 2. So Psalms chapter 2 is a pretty harsh little psalm, sort of God showing up a little angry as the nations rage, right? Why do the nations nations rage and the people plot in vain the kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the lord and against his anointed saying let us burst their bounds apart and cast away their cords from us he who sits in the heavens laughs the lord holds them in derision then he will speak to them in his wrath and terrify them in his fury saying as for me I have set my king on Zion, my holy hill. I will tell of the decree. The Lord said to me, You are my son. Today I have begotten you. Ask of me and I will make the nations your heritage and the ends of the earth your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron and dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Now therefore, O kings, be wise. Be warned, O rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son lest he be angry and you perish in the way. For his wrath is quickly kindled. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. And so that's Psalm chapter 2. And just one, yes, it's a great warning to those who think they know better than God. Um, it's also a warning to us who say we love God, but we're really serving ourselves. We've become so narcissistic in our culture and it's all about me and it's all about whatever season of life you're in and you look at the the woke generation right now that's talking woke and doing a lot of things you know we're saying we're uh, we're ag we're against this but then they're they're destroying that and Christians are to be about love and peace and we might have to stand up against injustice but we don't do it by by crushing others or by uh, even destroying property. That's that's the Lord's job. God will do that. And, and maybe God is doing it through some of these violators, some, some of these um, violent protesters. You know, where you can definitely peaceably protest. There's lots of people that protest against all kinds of things that I disagree with. I disagree with lots of protests, and there's other protests I do agree with. But I don't disagree with protesting. But I do disagree with protesting in such a way where you take away the rights of others. So let's say you have someone who's speaking and you have others who shout them down because they don't like what they're saying. Well, that's not right. That's not a right, righteous protest. Let that person speak and you have a right to speak too, but not to keep them from speaking. So we, we live in, in crazy, crazy days. And I'm rambling. I want to you know, look at what does this mean? You know, as, as much as things happen, Psalms 2 is a lot of things are going to happen. And even at the very top, at kings, at the level of kings and, and our government, governments all around the world or the, the wealthiest people in the world, they may do all kinds of plotting that we as Christians, we see, well, that's evil. That's not right. That's not just. There's no, there's no, that's not what God is about. 
God is saying to us, that's all right. Don't worry about it. I got this. He has this. And if they follow through with their plans, God knows how to deal with them. What are we supposed to do? We're supposed to be peaceful and love and show mercy and kindness. Take care of the poor and and be there for others and raise up our children. Raise up godly offspring. As ministers, we're to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. And we're not to grow weary in doing it. We need to keep doing it. We don't get to take months off because there's a pandemic. We don't get to to go find a safe place to live because now there's protest. We have to be there. We have to minister and in the middle of all this. So here's a couple of things as I thought about today. What is the real reason for people and for Christians, really? What, what should be some of our cores? One is life, right? People are all created by God. So all people, all people are created by God. Therefore, life is precious, right? So we should be looking out for those who can't look out for themselves. So the the abortion issue is a big issue. Abortion is abortion is wrong. Is there sometimes a circumstance where we we need to uh, eliminate the child's life, the baby's life, be, for the sake of the mother? That's definitely a call that family needs to make and and can make. Uh, I think though that that doesn't become a reason to make abortion legal, right? So we have we've gone and said all these things nineteen. Early 1970s, late 1960s. Here's why abortions are happening, coat hanger abortions, all this gross stuff. But yet the abortion industry is super gross, murdering babies before they get a chance, murdering humans made in the likeness of God. We need to be about life. We need to stand up for those who can't. And then that means life. That means every race, every tribe, every people group, every language spoken by people. We should not differ one from another they are all made in the likeness of god and they're all precious in his sight and that's that's not well articulated by many in the christian world we need to be about life secondly we need to be about equal rights or realizing that we are equal made in his sight uh rule over the earth not each other so in genesis where he talks about that you should have dominion over the earth is we should have dominion over the earth, but not each other. We don't get to rule over each other. We need to serve each other. There needs to be humility. But we have this tendency to want to rule over each other. And it, and you see that in Genesis chapter 3. So the first thing is life. Second thing is equality, that we're equal. Third thing is work. And I talked about this earlier. Work is a blessing. It's uh, But it's not easy because of the, uh, the sin of Adam and Eve. It's not easy. But it's, um, but it's what we're to do, and it is a blessing. However, it does not define who you are. We are defined by we belong to the King. We belong to Jesus, and so that's who we are. We are His, not according, not uh, finding our identity and work, which is a big issue with us men, right? And then these next uh, four all have to do with ministry. So the first one is the ministry of hearing God's word. I think we need to be about hearing God's word. We need to sit under good biblical teachers. We need to be reading or listening to God's word with all of the abilities, all the apps, devices, things you can do. You can be cutting your grass now with super duper headphones and listening to God's word, driving to work, uh, at work, um, at play. It's so 
easy for us to be in God's Word. And so we're without excuse, but there's the ministry of hearing God's Word and being under good teachers, and I think we need to be about that. Secondly is the ministry of speaking God's Word. So we need to hear God's Word and be taught so that we can also then speak God's Word into the lives of the people around us. And then thirdly is the ministry of reconciliation. This is a, a ministry that Jesus gives us to reconcile us to Him and us to one another and then others to Jesus, right? So ministry of reconciliation is a big ministry. I think we've forgotten about this, and and maybe this is why we're in the mess that we're in. And then lastly uh, is basically discipleship, to learn, to then do it, and then to train up others to do it, right? So we need to learn, we need to do it, and then train up or disciple others. So we need to be discipled, and we need to be discipling others. I think when men really start focusing on these things, uh, or Christians in general, then the the place where we live, the area that we live, will become a better place. Um, when we forget these things, when it gets about, well, I'm worried about my life. I'm worried about my rights. I'm worried about uh, my my wealth. I'm worried about people hearing me. Um, I'm worried about uh, not letting that person speak. Right. I'm I'm worried about. You know these other things, and the next thing you know, we've become pretty worldly. There's a lot of things out there that are not necessarily evil or bad, but there's lots of things out there that I think have sidetracked us or gotten us completely off track, or maybe even in some cases has us going in the wrong direction. So the mirror I always tell people they should be walking toward is if it's a mirror that is making God bigger, and you smaller, you're walking in the right direction. But if it's a mirror that you're looking into and it's making you more glorious and you bigger and it's more about you and God's becoming smaller, you're going in the right, in the wrong direction. You're going in the wrong direction. So I want to encourage you guys, let's get back on track with God, with what's right, what needs to be done. Let's fight the good fight. Let's stay in, in the race. Let's be in God's word. Let's provoke and encourage and exhort one another toward those good works. God bless you guys. Sorry this was long. Talk to you soon.